Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. We're going to talk about contracting trends as far as women-owned small businesses and economically disadvantaged women-owned small businesses. So far, we have reviewed the procurement trends for small businesses, 8A, hub zone, and service-disabled veteran-owned small businesses. And I must say, overall, it's been very discouraging. The only program doing well so far has been our service-disabled veteran-owned small business set-aside program. But hold your horses, we haven't discussed the women-owned small business yet, and that could change things dramatically. And that's what we're going to be doing today. But before we delve into today's stats, let's start by looking at government contract spending overall. So here you can see the last 10 years of total contract spending. So I, I obtained this data from USA Spending. Went ahead and grabbed it. I've only included contracts in the United States and I didn't select any set-asides and this is the data that was produced. Now, you can see that we spiked the highest in 2010 where we did about $561 billion. It went down to a low of about $405 billion in 2015 and then it started to rise back up. If we had only done, say, from... 2015 on, the last six years, or we even selected the last five years, we would see that it looks like it's in an upward trend and it had stalled somewhat in 2019. Now, 2019 contracting dollars haven't been all entered yet. DOD has 90 days from the end of the fiscal year, which is September 30th, to get that data in. I pulled this data mid-December of 2019. So this data is about a month old, uh, depending on when you're seeing this data. So that number could be a little bit higher. It's not total. All the numbers are not totally in yet is all I'm trying to say. But still, 2019 numbers, they spent, uh, let me look at my notes, $510 billion so far in 2019, which is, that's pretty significant. So what have we learned so far? Well, we learned that government spending is not the same every year. If you average this out, it's $492 billion. If we looked at just the last five years, so if we took the last five, say, six years, to so start from 2015, if we only look from 2015 on, we would see that it appears that government contracting is in an upward trend, where in essence, you see the bigger picture by spreading it out over the last 10 years. We can only go out approximately 10 to 11 years. Why is that? Well, that's all the government really retains the data for, is for a decade. So that's the only data you can really obtain when you go to USA Spending and, and get it. And I believe FPDS is the same way. They only keep the data for approximately 10 years. It'd be interesting to be able to see the trend over a 20-year period. I think it would give you a different picture. If you remember, 2000, uh, I believe it was 8 and 2009, is when the economy tank and we were coming out of that recession. So obviously we would see that government contract spending in 2009 to 10 is going to be in an upward trend. I think that's why you're seeing that upward trend there. And then you see it come back down because the government did not need to boost the economy anymore. So they didn't put as much money in. 
around 2013 to 2015 is when the government decided we need to get on a balanced budget is what I believed happened there. And so they reduced their spending. That's why you're seeing that downward trend. Then from 2015 on up, you'll see the upper trend. That's why I'm saying if you only look at the last five or six years, it's going to give you a misleading perception and you really need to look at the trends overall. So we know 23% of all prime contract awards has to be set aside to small business. And we also know that 5% has to be set aside for the women-owned small business program and the 8A program. We know that 3% is set aside to HUBZone and for our service-disabled veteran-owned small businesses. Those are the four set-asides that we have been talking about for the last four weeks. So knowing that and looking at the total contract spending, we can anticipate what we will see when we look at the women-owned small business program. We know that 5% of whatever is spent per year should be allocated towards the women-owned program. So we would expect to see similar trend lines along the same thing. The only caveat is the Women-Owned Small Business Program really didn't get off the ground into 2011. It's the newest program that we have out there. SBA really didn't get the, the regulations written until somewhere around 2010-2011 time frame. So that's where you're going to see that you'll see a something somewhat different because it's going to, right, we expect it to spike. It's not just going to go in one year up to, up to that percentage. It's going to, you're going to see a increase. that It's just how fast is it going to grow? I don't know. We won't know that until we look at the next slide. All right, so let's look at how the Women-Owned Small Business Program did. So you can see in 2010, so it looks like in 2011, the numbers really started taking off. 2013 to 2016 was when we saw that big decrease in government spending. But look, the Women-Owned Small Business Program took a gigantic leap up. From 2013 to 2017, it really grew. I would say that roughly in 2017, it's a full-fledged program. It's being utilized, and that's the numbers that I would expect to see every year, roughly from then on out. The Women-Owned Small Business Program did take a decrease in 2018, but it's not as significant as what the Small Businesses Set-Aside Program seen in that. And we'll show you a side-by-side -side comparison so you can see what I'm talking about. And it's doing very well. It's just under what it did or about the same as what it did in 2019. So overall, the women-owned program seems to be doing faring very, very well, which is really good for our women-owned small businesses. Now let's see how did our economically disadvantaged women-owned businesses do. Well, you can see they had a bigger spike jump. It seemed that the economically disadvantaged woman on small business really took a jump. And by 2015, so two years earlier, roughly, it is, a, it is pretty much in its full-fledged state. Then in 2016 through 2019, it started to decline. Why did it decline? I really don't have enough data to be able to answer that question. Part of it could be because the number of economically disadvantaged women-owned small businesses may have declined. I really don't know, so I can't say. Oh, I'm speculating, but I'm not sure. But I didn't expect the numbers to decline like it did. I expected it to say about the same and do, do follow along the same lines as the women-owned small businesses. So here we can see the total small business spending versus the women on small business spending. And you can see that it's following along the same lines. 
you're actually doing better than the total small business spending because your decrease in 2018 was not as significant as it was for small businesses. And in 2019, you saw an increase where in 2019, total small business spending dollars was down. So the Women on Small Business Program, that's telling me that it was received well by contracting officers and agencies alike and that they really like this program and they're using it. Remember, these numbers can be skewed so much. The reason for that is, is because a contracting officer can take credit for more than one program on one contract that was awarded. So if they awarded something to an 8A and that 8A participant is a woman-owned small business and a hub zone and a service-disabled vet, they can claim all four, the hub zone, they can claim 8A, they can claim hub zone, they can claim women-owned, and so they can claim service-disabled veteran-owned business. So they can get four ticks for that one contract. That's something I think SBA needs to go back and evaluate. You should only be able to claim credit for a category as a set-aside category only once and not four times as a possibility. So overall, the women-owned program is doing very, very well. The only declining factor is the economically disadvantaged women-owned small business. And again, there's not enough data for me to be able to really say exactly what's going on there. It looks to me like the women-owned small businesses are receiving more than their fair share of contracting dollars, which is really great news. I'm a little concerned about the economically disadvantaged women on small business as their trend appears to be dropping. And that's following along the same lines as A-Day and Humzone. Those two programs are also in the declining stage. This program is too new for it to really be declining like it is. And my, my thinking is that maybe there's not enough economically disadvantaged women on small businesses in those categories for the available contracts that are awarded, or maybe there's not enough contracts going there because they have changed the procurement policy. But I can tell you that overall, women-owned small businesses are doing far better than any of the other set-aside programs, and that includes the service-disabled veteran. They're doing better than them. So congratulations, women-owned small businesses. This is the place to be if you're going to be in government contracting. With that, that's the end of this episode. Please remember to subscribe, leave a comment, hit that notification bell, that like button. Make sure you hit that like button because that like button will refer my videos to more and more people. And I would greatly appreciate that. Until next time, as always, be safe.